It's Mike Cal, the show. It's 1025 The Bone. Carmen, can I read this to you before I forget? Yeah. Not bad. <laughs> Carmen said, yeah. <laughs> uh, the past couple of nights, my phone's been dinging at 2 o'clock in the morning. Oh, put it on. No, I don't I don't normally hear it, but I heard this one. Okay? Yeah. So, hold on. I got to find it. Where did you go, lady? Okay. 1.45 a.m. The show is the same show from 11 days ago, Galvin's Parking Lot Puker Story. Every night. Every night is the same show at 1.45. Then, because you switch it out. I saw you. Right. Then at 2.15, uh, it switches out again. It switches out or like it plays the same thing? They're getting goes- a part of that Friday show every night for a half hour and then it switches to the new to show. To the new show, okay. There is a cart in there that should not be there. Well, it's not a cart. That's just, Whatever. that is a wide orbit issue. I will tell engineering that Thank they need you. to reset it because you saw me. and, and I did. And I even made Spanish watch me. I took out all the cards and replaced them, and he saw the new ones. Carmen, are you sure somebody, the board op isn't putting in something, oh, we only have 15 minutes, so throw this in, and it's the same thing over and over again? They put it in at the end. It wouldn't be in the beginning. Mm, It would be, like, before Slater. And those cards, I update them. Do you know what it is, Galvin? It's a tech no-no. It's a tech no-no. Tech no-no. Tech no-no's happening. It's not good. Yeah. Who's aware of this right now? Of the tech no-no? Yeah. Well, I just found out, so now I'm going to send an email to engineering and let them know. You should send it to engineering, John Brennan, and Mike Oliveira. I know who to. CC Mike Caldwell, because they all get nervous that I know about yeah. it. Yeah. Like, oh, no. He's going to start yelling at everybody, <laughs> even though I've never actually yelled at anybody. Well. Never yelled at anyone? I'm so gentle. Oh, gentle giant. <laughs> I was just explaining myself to somebody as. Part Andre the Giant, part Princess. Right. Princess Bride. That's me. <laughs> um, there's a story in the news that I don't know if you have, Galvin. Okay. But I would like to talk about it if you don't mind. Let's talk about it. Uh, there is, I've been talking about this since before Christmas of last year. As you drive from one end of the Howard Franklin Bridge to the other, headed from St. Pete into Tampa, on your right-hand side as you approach Tampa, there has been a boat that has been in the water called the Moonraker 2 which is slightly off the dock from these probably two and a half, three million dollar home that is out there on the water. Homes, I should say. It's a decent sized boat. I think they even refer to it as a yacht because of its size. Okay. Uh, but it is a, it's, it's just a regular boat and it is in the water and it looks like it is in some sort of distress. It's turned on its side a little bit and it's just sitting there. And you can see it from the Howard Franklin? You can see it from the Howard Franklin. Okay, I am not paying attention because I drive that every day and I've never seen well, this. Well, last year before Christmas, it was more prominent. Uh-huh. The place it was, you could see it and you were like, is somebody fishing? Are they in trouble? Did they have to swim to shore? Help, help for a baby. <laughs> Did the guy in the uh, in the million-dollar house there uh, just let a tether go? Did he dock it out there just off of his own dock? I don't know what's going on. Then it had been there so long, I, w- I started going, what's going on with this? Mm-hmm. And then the, the Tampa Bay Times did a, an article on it. Evidently, the people who owned the boat, they had to abandon the boat, and they couldn't afford to tow it. Hmm. So the boat is sitting there. So the people who spent millions of dollars on their home to sit, are like, what are we doing about this? If they, right. these people can't move it, you can't just leave it there. Isn't there some sort of uh, group that 
looks out for the ocean and says, hey, let's get this out of here. Yeah, I, I'm going to be honest. It really party. wasn't much of an eyesore. It's a nice white boat that just, it just, I felt like if you just straightened it up a little bit, it would look okay. Mm. Anyway, but if it was my backyard that I paid millions of dollars for, I wouldn't want this boat to be out there. Well, now the boat's been there for like a year. And it was like, at one point, it almost was like tipped like halfway over. Right. It got, it got bad. Yeah. And I now know what you're talking about. it's been there for like a year and it has all corroded on the bottom. And yesterday, to make things worse, somebody went and sprayed in red spray paint on the white boat. Trump equals evil. Oh. So now it's turned into a political message. Wow. So my question is, like, one of two things. Now, I have a feeling that the gentleman uh, or lady that lives in that million-dollar home would probably not follow suit. But you know how, like, when Dom always takes a phone call and somebody's like, what can I do? And Dom goes, legally, you have no recourse. And I'm like, oh, I got you. Throw motor oil in their pool. There's always right. an answer. Right, know? yeah. I got to be honest with you. The spray painting something on there is good. Yeah. I don't know if that's the best one. I go racist. I spray right. something racist they, on there. Sure. They don't want then that to be seen. Yeah. yeah, then get, let's get it out of there. Not that I believe that. Right. right. Yeah. So I just want it removed. I would say that I could throw a bowling ball into the boat from the dock based on this picture that I'm looking at in the Tampa Bay Times today. Mm-hmm. And what I would do is I'd get a bag, a net bag like they do with Chum, you know? Okay. And I'd fill it with dry hay. And I would attach it to the bowling ball, and I would shuck it. What? I don't don't know, but I love this so far. I would chuck it onto the boat. Right. Okay. Okay. Can we create bowling ball throwing? Yeah. I I love the dry hay. I love the dry hay going into water. I love that it's a bowling ball. I don't know (laughs) what the weight is or anything. It doesn't matter. It's like an eight-pounder. Maybe seven. Okay. I just need it. I don't even need to get my fingers in the hole. I just right. need to get the weight right. to get the dry hay Out there. onto the boat. Uh, then then yeah. I go bow and Luke Duke style, mm-hmm. and I get a bow and arrow, right. and I light the tip of the arrow, and I Robin Hood it right into the boat, mm-hmm. into the hay, and I set the boat on fire. Oh. oh, I've also thrown cans of gasoline in there. Okay, can I... Take down your process a little bit. I mean, sure. There's probably an easier way. Yeah. Bo and Luke Duke, what they would do, tape dynamite to the arrow and just arrow Ooh, well, right into it. here's the thing. Okay. An explosion <laughs> yeah. like that could cause projectiles that could not only hurt my house, but it could also go into my neighbor's. Quite possibly blow into the Howard Franklin Bridge. Okay. I don't right. want an explosion. You want a slow burn. I want a slow burn fire. Right. That is going to create a, a hole big enough to sink the boat, <laughs> and then the boat becomes a uh, <laughs> a nice little place for fish to live and lay eggs, and I can fish off the boat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm not mm-hmm. saying you're going to do this, sir. But hey, get a chum net and fill it with hay, duct tape it to a bowling ball, throw it from. The shore, or maybe even hire a bowler to really give it a set, you know what? seven ten split Question. curve. Yeah. What if we just if you're already filling the boat with with uh, cans of gas, like you said, not cans of gas, but I mean I might like I might uh, spray Little, some on the hay. So what if uh, what if we just throw a couple Molotov cocktails over there? Again, you're looking at an explosion. Okay. You're looking at mm. I don't want an explosion. Okay. Not really an explosion. Right. Just kind of like the, the glass will break and then it will burn there. It doesn't explode. You know, yeah, I guess that's true. It's kind of always. It always seems like when you throw one of those, that one falls and goes all over my leg, gotcha. and then I set myself okay. up. I've never right. seen a successful toss. Oh. One guy always dies. 
Yeah, a Viking funeral. That's what we want to do. We want to give the boat a Viking funeral. Now, how far do you think you can throw a seven-pound bowling ball? Well, as I said, listen to me. I, looking from this picture that's in the Tampa Bay Times today, right? it appears to be 10 feet off of the shore. Now, it didn't look like that on the Howard Franklin Bridge. Yeah. But it looks like if you go to this guy's dock, you're just putting it in. Yeah. That I, I really think he goes, uh, can of spray paint racist. Chinese are bad roller skaters. Something, you know. <laughs> Yeah. What about <laughs> Swedish have weird hair? Yeah, don't like it. I think you can do better than that. <laughs> All I'm saying is the in in my opinion, this boat should be on fire in the next yeah. couple of days. I've given you guys plenty of time to get it done. Spanish people <laughs> use their uh, speakerphone in public a lot. Yeah, it's rude. God, they do though. They, they really do. My my own family does it a lot. Unbelievable! <laughs> it's unbelievable. Uh, Don, good morning. Hey guys, that boat is actually sitting on the bottom. It's in shallow water and it's at anchor. Right. So the only one that can do anything about it is the state. If you were to cut it loose, oh, you're already wrong. You're already wrong. You know who you can do something about it? A guy with a flaming arrow. Yeah, but then the unspent fuel in there will explode and send your projectiles flying in your yard. We have a lot. There's fuel left in that thing. Well, yeah, it was run aground. Oh. So when they run it aground, they just put it to anchor. All right. Well, then I guess we're blowing. Do we know? Does it have an outboard or inboard motor? Inboard. It's inboard. It's an inboard motor. Yeah, that's all. All right. So then, diesel. why don't we just do it at two o'clock in the morning when there's not a lot of traffic? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> or just cut it loose and let it float out with the outgoing tie. Yeah, I don't. Why isn't anybody boat? doing that? Yeah, because nobody wants to get involved. I do. <laughs> we'll get your boat to go. If I lived in that house, I would have been out there with a chainsaw just cutting it in pieces. Oh, I agree. I, I see it coming across the Howard Franklin all the time, and I, I frankly can't believe it's still there in the view of those, I bet they're probably $3 million yeah. plus homes right there. And now but, now uh, with the, uh, the insults against our great leader, Donald J. Trump. Mm -hmm. uh, now I expect somebody to do something about it. Thank you, Don. I appreciate the heads up. I will no longer set it on fire. I just figure out what you do. What? We're just scalloping. We're ooh, scalloping ooh. over here. Uh -huh. Wait, what about this? Cut it loose. And scalloping. Can, can I have the boat? <laughs> yes. Once it's out there for over 30 days, right? sea law is you can I have can it. just go take it? Yeah. yeah. I'll, law. I'll keep that name. My uh, boat's not called Trump is Evil. Uh -huh. And, uh, well, I mean... It seems like I could just jump in and drive it away when it's a high tide. Mm. Probably not since it's been underwater for that long. It's not really underwater. It's in the water. But yeah. It's not underwater. But if it's sideways and stuff and the if you know I don't so know how much water you, got in. Isn't there a button where you can just let the anchor build detach oh, from the your anchor? The anchor detach from your boat? No, that's called ass had would do that <laughs> who would have a button that would just let their anchor detach that's well, called i want to die in a boat say your anchor gets stuck on the bottom and you can't drive away you hit the button <laughs> you just drive away like just those football go. players the reason why their boat flipped is because they tried to drive fast and pull their anchor out we have Ooh. two buttons here one starts the boat the other one explodes it don't press the other one yeah. well, which is which <laughs> mm. yeah. well I don't know. If it seems like if you could afford to live in that house, you could afford to hire an archer. I'm just saying. Yeah. All right, let's check in with Galvin and find out what the rest of today's news is. Here we go. And now, news with Galvin on the Mike Calter Show. All right, real quick, Galvin, want to give some love to the building on US 19. 
There's a building on US 19 and Ridge Road, I believe, right in that area that the owner paints the building. It got a lot of press when it started uh, putting messages about live PD on there. Uh-huh. And um, they have their own Instagram. It's US 19 building or something like that. <laughs> I forgot what it was. Uh-huh. But um, the guy said uh, he wanted a T-shirt. I said, yeah, give me a T-shirt. Paint up, my, paint up the building. I'll send you T-shirts. And he did. He painted up with the Mike Calder show. I logo. saw it. Looks nice. T-shirts on the way today, sir. Yeah, uh, yeah. It looks awesome. But why don't we get that guy to come paint the boat? If right? The boat's going to stay there. Oh yeah. Let's just paint <gasps> it. Spanish. Yeah. Remember the water tower? <laughs> yeah, I do. You, you sure you want yourself? Spanish in charge of that? Maybe. Uh, you know, Geo. I think Geo could get that done. What would it take to get to go over that boat and paint over the Trump is evil and just put a Mike Calder show logo on the side? Can we get somebody to wrap it? Can we get somebody to wrap the boat? Listen to me. If you went out there and vinyl wrapped that boat with a Mike Calder show logo on it, they would move it in two days. Mm-hmm. Two oh, days. They paint over that water tower in a day. Yeah. 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 Listen, somebody can somebody can aqua wrap for us. Someone can do this. Aqua wrap. Aqua wrap. wrap. Get it done. All right, Calvin, what do we have in news? Uh, Jeffrey Epstein signed a new will just two days before his death by suicide earlier this month. Do they have it on video? <laughs> I don't know. The documents were filed August 8th in the U.S. Virgin Islands, where Epstein owned two private islands. I didn't know he had two. Uh, they valued Epstein's estate at over $577 million, roughly $18 million more than Epstein had started uh, stated in court documents related to his bail request. The documents also mention more than one uh, more than fifty six million dollars in cash included in his estate's total worth. The assets were transferred to a trust called the nineteen fifty three trust, named after the year he was born. Documents do not list any beneficiaries to the trust, though the court papers note that Epstein's only potential heir was his brother, Mark Epstein. This guy must be having a good time right now, (laughs) uh, who had legal rights to his assets only if the will had not been filed. So. Oh yeah, because he would have been the next, uh, next next kin. kin. Yeah, so he would have got all the money, but the fact that he filed a will, it, but we don't know who he's oh, giving boy. the money to or what what is going on with that. Anybody? Hmm? Like, do is there somebody named? No, that we just don't know about. No. So yeah. what happens to it? The documents do not list any beneficiaries to the trust. So then, why would he sign it? Right to screw over his brother? I don't think he signed it. I don't think he signed it. I want to see video of him signing it. Yeah. Well, they don't have video of his suicide. Do you right. think they have video of him well, signing stuff? I don't stuff? think he committed suicide. Oh. This whole thing just keeps getting weirder and weirder. Listen, Aaron Hernandez killed himself because a lawyer came to him and said, if you kill yourself, these charges have to be dropped. You won't go to court, and your daughter will be entitled to your benefits that you got from the NFL, as will your gay lover who that you just met the other day in jail. So, and because you won't be... Uh, convicted, right? Whatever you will get those benefits. Or your daughter right. will get those benefits. You can never, yeah. be, you can never be charged. Whatever. You can never be convicted of these crimes. You're still technically innocent. So uh, therefore, that's the only way that she can get the benefits. So do the right thing. And he killed himself. Right. In this case, there is no right thing. The right thing for him to do would be to live as long as he could and use his money to have a a an influence on his prison life so that he can hopefully have some normality no. in the last years of his life. But I thought, like, pedophiles get it pretty bad in jail. Oh, not, they do, yeah. Not white-collar, $577 million oh. criminals. <laughs> Listen, I don't get me wrong. John Gotti was a very powerful man, and he really withered away in jail. They treated him like crap. He got an hour a day outside. He was by himself all the time. That was the ultimate power on the outside and, and nothing on the inside. And in this guy's case, he he had... $577 million and $56 million in cash. Where is that? Yeah. Where do they hide that? 
Well, or so, where is he housing that? Not even hiding. So then he kills himself, and his brother gets over six hundred million dollars. And his brother goes, "Listen, I'm g- giving uh, you know all this money, or the majority of this money, to help with sex trafficking and blah blah blah, and all this stuff." That guy looks good. Yeah, brother, dad. Yeah, my brother. I'm not my brother. Yeah. My brother left me six hundred million dollars, and he was a disgusting human. And I'm going to give away. Five hundred million dollars to help sex traffic. Right, I don't still keep one hundred fifty well, million. Yeah, absolutely, very happy. I don't even want his island. Yeah, that one. I want the other one. <laughs> In fact, yeah, you can have the other island. Right. To- Take him on can vacation. Somebody please put a video up of the inside of that weird house that was on the uh, island. Like, is that what you live in? That weird yeah. Arabic looking tower. Yeah, you know. I want to know what I went. Mean, uh, Did you what? hear uh, that he was getting uh, panties in jail? That he got women's panties in jail. I heard mail to him. I yeah, I don't know whether it's true or not, or whether he was. I don't know. Buying weird. I don't know what's going on. I don't know, but I just got so happy for the gayest <laughs> thing ever. What's that? Tickets are on sale for the Downton Abbey movie. Oh, oh man, the Queen's coming September nineteenth. There could be no better birthday present. Oh, will it be as bad as Deadwood the movie? Oh, I didn't watch Deadwood the movie because it looked horrible. But Deadwood it, the movie was just a boring episode of Deadwood. I would be happy with one more episode of Downton Abbey, so mm. it can't be. It can't be. Bad. I might have to rewatch the whole. But isn't this oh, like the whole the pinnacle of the the show? Right, that's what they say in the trailer. Like the pinnacle, well, the queen's coming to the, the Abbey. Yeah, but the thing is, is that uh, they've already. The, the great part about the show is how they move forward with technology, right? As it was happening, and I'm sure now it's going to be weird because they're going to be so far advanced, but. Yeah, I'd like what, to see are they up it. to cell phones yet or no? Not quite cell phones, but I think they have home phones. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, wow. Operator. Or Apoitel. A black woman in Tennessee says a Catholic church told her they couldn't hire her to clean the place because the priest dog is racist. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. We'd love to hire you. But uh, Spot says no. (laughs) After an investigation, the Catholic Diocese uh, of Memphis says, quote, claims of racial bias and discrimination are unfounded. Mm -hmm. So they're saying that the dog isn't racist. Listen, (laughs) we all know that certain dogs are racist. Larry David had one. Uh Uh-huh. Remember? Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I'm not a dog owner. I don't know why dogs get like that unless the owners are teaching them. Well, isn't it like the puppies respond to stuff you you introduce them to when they're young? So, like, if you never introduce a puppy to someone who a is... Black person. Yeah, like, they're, they're just going to be skittish of that? That's what my friend was telling me. I don't know. If, I've never owned a dog. Your friend's but... dog's racist. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you know that black dogs don't get ad- uh, adopted as much as other dogs? Oh, I love a black Aww. dog. Isn't that crazy, though? I didn't know that Some until. Of my best just dogs are black. A little while. I own a black dog. No. Oh, I mean, I mean, I'm friends with a black dog. That's what I meant to say. Yep. He lives no. in my house. He's forced to. Isn't that crazy, though? Yeah. Uh, like, what do they think that they're mean? Uh, I, I mean, maybe that's cats, the thing. But... You, you look at a, a black dog looks mean, right? Like, I don't know. I, I think a black dog sometimes looks mean, but I don't think so. I don't yeah. know. Uh, it just seems weird. I mean, like a brown dog seems like a loving, fun dog, and a black dog, like you think of a Rottweiler or a Doberman. Wolf dog. Doberman. Yeah. Think like a golden retriever, you're like, oh, it's just a happy, super Seriously, nice dog. Yeah. so happy. You know. I want that dog to lightning have. Oh, oh yeah, that's a golden retriever, yeah. yeah. So adorable. 
Did you see uh, Stella Bean Portnoy passed away recently? I did. Yeah, I'll show some, I feel bad for Dave Portnoy's dog, Stella Bean. I didn't know what it was. Yeah, so it's uh, this Dave, little, why do you know its name? Because he posted it all over social media yesterday. So Stella Bean Portnoy, yeah. Uh, Sad dog Not day. the drummer, the barstool guy. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh, a professor at a college in Canada was fired recently after he told a student he'd give her better grades if she had sex with him or gave him moose meat. Oh, uh, what, she said, what's moose meat? <laughs> meat from like, a moose. Literally? Really? Yeah, they're in Canada. Oh. That's what they do. Uh, she said no to the sex, but she did bring in some moose meat. But once, once she handed it over, then he started really pushing for sex. He was like, well, she gave me the moose meat. Probably going to give me sex, too. Uh, the next day, she complained, and another student who had uh, had the same experience also uh, cooperated the uh, story. The professor was fired immediately. <laughs> yeah. Can't be asking. You never, I never think you're going to get away with that. Asking no. a kid for sex and trade. I mean, all right. they got to do is say it. I'd be more afraid that they were saying it even if it didn't happen. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you got to still defend yourself if they say it, yeah. even if it didn't happen. And most of the time, people are going to believe the guy teaches are creeps anyway. <laughs> Listen, you give me some sweet, sweet moose meat. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Then, uh, <laughs> then you get a good grade. <laughs> I'm going back to my uh, high school reunion next month or October. Yeah, you moose meat? No, no moose meat. I don't want to, uh, I have no interest in any girls that I went to high school with. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not like, oh, this, I get to hang out with this right, girl. Right, yeah. Yeah, you can't wait to, like, see someone. None whatsoever. I mean, obviously for friendship, you know what I mean? Mm. But uh, I would love to rendezvous with the teacher and bang the teacher. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now that she's 70-something? No, my, I, had young, I had some pretty young teachers that were, like, How a little young? bit older than me. Well, I was... Were they 12 they were years in their 20s. old? Oh, okay. They were in their <laughs> 20s. Like, they had graduated from my school, went to college, and then came back and taught at the school. Okay, so let's go 25. And at the time you are in high school, what, what class? What grade? Uh, I'm like my senior year. Senior year, so you're 17. So they're 17 eight years older than you. Were, yeah. Okay, yeah. so you're 47, so yeah. Not so bad. Not terrible. I mean, I, I would throw it to a 60-something-year-old. Mm-hmm. Oh, there was one teacher who was sexy as hell. I can't remember her name because I didn't have her, but I saw Brian. her. Mr. Deloso. Oh. Big old cans on yeah. her. She always wow. had a loose shirt. But she was, she was the Italian teacher. Oh, nice. A lot of so downblousing. Like, a lot of downblousing. Yeah. And she was always like, hey, real, I check out my boobies. Real European. <laughs> she had the red lipstick on. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I might have used her a couple of times while I was in high school. Nice. So, like, her, I would go back. Even if she now, she was like... 69, I would be like... No, oh, 69. Right. Yeah. Get it? Get it? Could have been 70. Could have been 68. <laughs> nope. 70 is too much. Uh, <laughs> Universal Orlando has removed a photo of their annual Passholder Facebook group showing guests doing a Nazi salute and the white power hand gesture. <laughs> I like to call it the okay sign, but whatever. Uh, we have a picture up on Bone TV. The photo which was reportedly taken during Universal's Passholder Appreciation Night on Sunday, August 18th, shows four guests on the Revenge of the Mummy attraction making the racist hand gestures. Despite being removed, the photo has since been shared across various social media channels. Uh, A Universal spokesperson said, Hate has no place here, and we have no tolerance for any display of hatred within our destination. Oh, man, I would invite them back. I would tell them they were contest winners, Mm -hmm. and I would invite invite them back. And I'd put them on every ride with black people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Give go, them like hey. a black tour guide. Yeah, because yeah, oh. there's no mistaking what they're doing. They're right. doing the right. full-on Heil Hitler with yeah. one hand, and then they're doing the white power, so, which has been adopted as the white power. The white power thing, though, is you know, this is the okay sign. Right. From what I understand, the white power thing is like this, 
because I've seen a lot of other pictures like with politicians where guys would throw it in the picture and it's an upside down one. Well, what they're saying is white what, right. power, like but, the P. But I should not confuse it with the uh, with the OK. Also, they do, they do, they do like way. this. Yeah. Mm. And then you also got this one. Right. I did look. Yeah. Punch my arm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I don't know. But, like, but what are they getting out of this? Like, why do that? Nerds. Look at that. Look at those four nerds. Four white nerds who hate their life, and somebody told them to blame other people for it. Yeah. What is that, the mummy ride? Yeah, which... I'll never be on that. (laughs) Yeah, I don't like the mummy ride. No, but I do like the the seat lock-in. You give me a roller coaster that has over-the-shoulder harnesses. You feel safer? Much safer. Yeah. I went on the mummy ride. It was terrifying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. right? That's my, son and, my son and I went on it. When we got off, I was like, did we mean to go on there? Because that was terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's not that like, bad. Oh, no. you quiet down. Oh, <laughs> well, sorry. <clears throat> Uh, you should always tip. You know, bartenders, waitresses, any of that stuff, you should definitely Except tip. Except when your Uber Eats lady doesn't drink food. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, a New Jersey state senator tweeted a random, guy re- a random guy's receipt from a restaurant and called him out for leaving such a tiny tip. And now the guy is thinking about suing the senator because it actually has his name in it. But you can see from the picture up on Bone TV, the tab was uh, $126, I think it was, $126.17 a, or something. $25 tip. The guy left uh, 84 cents, I think it was. Ridiculous. Yeah. I wonder how many times I've left the bad tip by accident because my math was just bad. But you're leaving, like, you're literally doing that. You're you're not, not, not leaving a tip. You're leaving cents. Yeah. Okay, question, though. Question. If a cents, if you just put in a cents to round it up to the nearest dollar... Okay. Okay. And then left. And cash. then left cash. Yeah. And a guy like me, when I was a busboy at Perkins, would steal the cash to make the waiter think he got a bad tip, oh, but I would yeah. say like, "Oh, that's because they weren't tipping me." Oh, okay. I only did All it right. to retaliate. Okay. okay. Um, but in this, so what you do is you write cash on the one hundred percent. We always right? do. Yeah. Always do. Yeah. I learned that from Pete. I never knew that. Pete, I go, "Why would you write cash?" He goes, "So they know I left the tip in cash." Yeah. Then he said, then you don't leave it. And you go, what? I left the bus line. He never said that. <laughs> that. That damn bus bike took it. Uh, yeah, I started tipping him out. But, uh, yeah, so the guy, the senator took the picture, and the, the receipt has the guy's name on it. Yeah. So the guy's thinking about suing him now. So hopefully he only gets 84 cents. That would be great. <laughs> uh, do you have anything in your house that you think is valuable? Something old or something? Nope. Stay away from my house. <laughs> no, but, I mean, is there anything that you're like, uh uh, this is a collector's item, or this is something oh, I have that I have that's uh, really cool. What do you? What, I have what? a lot of one of a kind memorabilia type things. Uh, this guy, Dave Russell, who is uh, from Sacramento, California, had some old shoes. You yeah. think old shoes are expensive? Well, like at all? maybe you've got old Jordans or old Yeezys or something. Uh, he happened to have an old pair of uh, prototype Nike running shoes from wow. 1972. So Russell said he was given the shoes known as the Nike Waffle Racing Moon Shoes uh-huh. when he was 25 years old and participated in the 72 Olympic Trials in Eugene, Oregon. Only 12. With Steve Prefontaine? Yep. Only 12 of the uh, prototypes designed by Nike co-founder Bill Bowerman were ever made, and 10 of, 10 of those pairs were given to athletes trying out for the Olympic team. Russell said he only decided to sell the shoes a few months ago after he got an offer from the graduate Eugene Hotel, which is building a Nike museum. So these old shoes, we have a picture up on Moan TV, he got $50,000 for. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I bet you Nike would, would have bought them back. I bet he probably yeah. could have got more than yeah. 50 grand. Yeah. But yeah, look at those shoes. I'm going to sell them for 50,000. Oh, that's pretty They're all cool. blown out and stuff. Well, the whole thing, Bowerman, I mean, we've watched uh, uh, the different uh, 
Steve Prefontaine movies, but he said they're only supposed to last for one race. Right. Oh, really? Yeah. Right. He was making them on a waffle iron. Yeah. He would make the soles on a waffle iron and then sew them together and do this stuff, and then they just blow out by the end of the race. And he goes, yeah, they're only made for one race. Wow. They're not made to be worn over and over oh. again. So pretty interesting. 50 grand for some old stinky shoes. Oh. Not too bad. <laughs> this... You are completely going to disagree with. I I totally disagree with it. You're going to lose your mind. Uh, (laughs) A new report came out saying to be more energy efficient, the lowest you should keep your thermostat is 78 degrees. Come on. It also says when you uh, leave, when you leave, you should set it at 85. (laughs) And then when when you're sleeping, it should be at 82. Oh, God. Why even have a... Yeah, why even bother? Yeah, I don't understand that at all. To be more energy efficient. Yeah. Turn it off. Right. Turn it off. Then you're the most energy efficient. That's dumb. So you're going to be walking around 78 degrees, 85 when you're gone. You walk into your house and it's all hot. Oh. Then you go, oh, let me cool it down because I'm going to bed to 82. Let me give you the, let me give you that what really goes. Keep the house at 70, okay? Keep the bedroom at 68. And then in the daytime when I leave, put this bedroom back up to 70. Yeah. yeah. Then when I come home, put the bedroom back down to 68. I sit down. I sit down. I, sit down. I keep cool. mine at 73 all the time. But my 73 is, I think, a little bit colder than what 73 well, that, that's is. That's you know true. I mean? my, my 70 upstairs is not as cold as my 70 downstairs. Right. So and My 73 in my bedroom is colder than my 73. I almost yeah. text Dennis from Superheat and Air yesterday because the only time I ever text him is when I have a problem with my AC. Right. And I wanted to text him and be like, hey... I'm sitting in my office right now, and I'm freezing. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I was in my office for some reason was would not get as cold. My wife's closet and my office they share a wall. My wife's closet was freezing. My office was hot, and I said, "Whatever we're doing in this closet, can we just switch it to this room because right. the closet doesn't need to be cold?" And they fix it, and now the closet's cold, and my office is subarctic. So I love it. Nice. I have no complaints at all. I love it. It's so. Chilly in my house. Uh, you know, everybody's doing the hard seltzer stuff now. Yeah, right. We talked about Nad, uh, and what was it? Natty Natural, Ice yep. was coming out with it, White PBR, Paul. all the different ones. Four Loco. Uh, Bush Beer tweeted out a picture of a pumpkin spice hard seltzer. Ooh. We have a picture up on Bone TV. Uh, and then they had to let people down very gently and let them know it was just a joke because people were freaking out. They really wanted it. Ew. What? what? It, it tastes like somebody threw up in a can. Yeah. Pumpkin spice pumpkin hard spice seltzer. <laughs> Well, Listen, a lot I, of people I, wanted it, but it's not even a real thing. Bush when it's cold outside and you can get a pumpkin spice latte, it's nice because it, it may remind you of the season and it smells nice and it's warm in your belly for a couple of minutes. But the truth is, the pumpkin spice tastes like agita, like somebody had heartburn and spit it back in your in your coffee. Uh, well, I can tell you, I mean, I don't drink coffee, so I don't have the pumpkin spice stuff, really. Uh, and I'm not a fan of pumpkin pie. Oh, or, I love I'm not a fan pie. of pumpkin. Oh, I need a so pie. So I don't really... But then there's pumpkin spice, like, smell stuff, and I go, oh, that smells good, but I don't know whether that tastes like it smells, you know what I mean? Like, grape doesn't taste like grape. 100%, yeah. It's purple. I love pumpkin pie, hate pumpkin spice lattes. Really? Yeah, I just don't like it. Uh, Somebody tweeted at me the other day, because you know it's already out in the stores. Cinnamon brews. Oh, really? Ah, yeah. 
That's where it's at. So I, I had a cinnamon, cinnamon broom in the back of my car. My car was so overloaded with cinnamon smell. It was fantastic. Really, you, you're hauling big red. Yeah, and whenever you get in and it's hot, it's hot outside, it's bacon in there. It's, oh, man, that's fantastic. Uh, if you want to see my plan to get rid of that boat, in the water, you go to Instagram right now, Instagram.com slash the Mike Caldas show. Matt just made a nice Photoshop. Show exactly how I'm going to get Oh, okay. Yeah, if you want to go Bowling ball and a bag Instagram. of hay. And, yep. Okay. Similar. Uh, Little Caesars was rolling out its new Quattro Pizza nationwide. Pizza, 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 pizza. It is a large pizza, and it's divided into four different sections. Uh, we have a picture up on Bone TV. So one section is cheese, one is pepperoni, one is sausage and pepperoni, and then one is sausage and bruschetta. Ooh. Yeah, so it's all in one pizza. So if you want to try like a little combo or, you know, this person likes pepperoni, this person likes cheese. That sounds great. Where's it from? Get it all. Little Caesars. Out. Oh. What? You don't like Little Caesars I pizza? Little no, Caesars. no. Oh, I Listen, do. Little Caesars pizza is cheap pizza. Perfect. Yeah. You know, if you're trying to feed a family and you don't have a lot of money, you can yeah. do that. Bam. But, yeah, it's not the best pizza, yeah. you know. But you can also get it out of the locker for five bucks. Or Damn right, this, right you can, and it's perfect. Listen, Little Caesars, that's smart. Doing the locker thing where you just have pizzas in there, and you go in and put in your code and take it, and you don't have to deal with the people, or they have it ready to go all the time. Mm-hmm. So whenever you pull up, you can be like, I want a pepperoni pizza. Well, there's one right there. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Ready. We're, we've been waiting for you. <laughs> we've been watching. Sit here for an hour. Hey, happy National Radio Day, everybody. Woo! We get the day off, right? Don't we? (laughs) Somebody going to bring us flowers? Today is National Radio Day. Here are some of the results from a survey in honor of National Radio Day. How many people, what percentage of people out of 100 do you think listen to the radio in their car? 90. 90. 85. 85. Carmen. 62. 71% of people listen to radio in their car. Two out of three people listen to the radio every day. 56% 56% of women and 35% of men sing along to the radio. Sing along with us right now. Uh, two, three, four. 59% of women and 76% of men are listening when uh, we say, don't touch that dial, Ooh. and they stay through what? the commercials. Oh. So make sure you start saying that. Yeah. Uh, and finally, almost 9% of people say radio stations don't play enough commercials and should have more. What? 9% of people. I'd the, love to hear more commercials. The only people that are saying that are people who work in radio in the sales yeah. department. Or, or people that are listening to terrible shows yeah. and they just want to be entertained by commercials. Or those are all the serial killers across the nation and they should really look <laughs> into those people. I don't understand that. So our sister station in Orlando, mm-hmm. uh, the news talk station, WDBO, Joe Kelly is the host. Yeah. Uh, he just took a picture with his one, two, three, four, five, six person crew behind him. And he said, today is National Radio Day. Here's the best radio crew in America. Oh. Lies. So I would do it, but he already, they're already wow. the best. Oh, he man. Declared he's the best. So. Tell him we'll fight him. Bitches. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Poor Joe. He's, he weighs about 90 pounds. Yeah. He's an adult man. He looks like a skeleton with hair. Oh. I, want, I keep telling Jason Meter, I'm going to buy that guy a sandwich. I'm going to send him lunch. I'm going to Uber <laughs> Eats him over there. Mm. Uh, Tracy Morgan has joined Eddie Murphy in Coming to America. Coming to, because it's the second Don't one. Don't ruin it, Tracy. Well, listen, here's the deal. Wesley Snipes, Leslie Jones, 
and Kiki Lane are all among the new cast members, while Arsenio Hall, James Earl Jones, and Shari Headley, Sherry Headley, uh, are among the returnees. Which one's Sherry Headley? I don't know. Let me look. I'll look her up. Okay. Uh, so you want to know the new story? We've been talking about it. Like, what's the deal? What is the new story? Yes. Do you oh, know Sherry what it is? Headley is the wife. Eddie, uh, Eddie Murphy's wife, the one he marries. The one he finds oh, in America. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think. Uh, okay, so do you know what the new story is? I uh, I think we speculated that it had something to do with his son or his daughter. Right, because we talked about, oh, they're probably going to do a daughter, this and that. Here's the new story. It sees Akeem, who is uh, Eddie Murphy, now set to become king, discovering he has a son that he never knew about it in uh, Queens. And had, the son's name is he Lave- banged one of the chicks? Lavelle, yeah. Honoring his father's dying wish to groom his son as a newly crowned prince, Akeem must, must once again return to America. Leslie Jones is the son's mother. What? Oh, man. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, so I guess Eddie Murphy had sex with Leslie Jones. Okay, but remember remember the movie where he goes to the club to date all the women? Yeah. And one of them was Arsenio and Drag? Right. Maybe that was supposed to be her? Yeah. Awesome. Uh, leading to her pregnancy. Uh, Morgan will play Jones's uh, brother, a hustler named Reem. Uh, is coming to America has a December 2020 release date. That's a pretty good story. Because oh. Hakeem, Hakeem oh. you don't like it? Leslie Jones, he banged Leslie Jones. Or there's got to be something to it. Like, why would they pick her? I don't know. Did she have a really hot friend that Arsenio Hall got to bang? Or, or something? did she have a really hot sister that died and then she took care of the kid or something? Yeah. <laughs> Eddie Murphy's like, uh, we rewrite. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's got to be something funny there or else. Well, she plays the mother of the kid, and so I guess she had sex with Eddie Murphy when he was in America, had the kid. Eddie Murphy didn't know. Comes back, that kid's a prince now, Eddie's going to be the king. So you know the joke is going to be that when he goes back over there, she's like, Hakeem, I've always been in love with you, and chases him around and stuff. So the joke is that she's like a big beast, you know? You know what I'm saying? But he had sex with her. I, I know. I don't know what. So he claims that he got, uh, I did it for Simi or whatever. We we first got here. I didn't know. They come up with some sort of reason why he had right. sex with her. And now she's still trying to get him back. But you know that in real life, Leslie Jones has to know that that's why they picked her for the part. Mm-hmm. That she, she's, a she's a beast. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, I always wonder, like, if they if they have a movie and there's, like, a fat guy, and his belly's always hanging out, they're always like, hey, fat loser. What did it say? Calls for fat loser. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And are you the one to go, huh, I could do that. Or really ugly lady. Right. right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you get there and look at the other people trying, and you're like, wow, yeah. I'm ugly. Yeah. Mm. Oh. Oh, look yeah. at <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> My name is Peaches, and I'm the best. <laughs> Joey is showing the... Uh, Coming to America on Bone TV. Oh, now that's wow. hello. Yeah, I don't. Not remember. Leslie Jones. Uh-huh. There are a bunch of ugly ones. Yeah, the twins. <laughs> oh, this I, I I think this should should be funny. We'll see. I hope they don't screw it up. We'll see what happens. Uh, Chris Brown doesn't have to worry about a criminal case against him in Florida anymore. The charge for allegedly sucker punching a photographer has been dropped. If you remember, it happened uh, right here in Channelside in Tampa at uh, Asia in Channelside. Uh, they say that the uh, video of the alleged incident, the state attorney's office said that uh, after a thorough review of the facts and information from the alleged victim, our office determined there was insufficient evidence to prosecute. Was that uh, Lewis's 
uh, what is his name? The photographer Santana. Does it say the name in there? It doesn't say the name. No. I, I have to tell you, if it's one thing that I've learned over the years, like think about it, how many years ago was that? Was uh, yeah, it was just a couple of years ago, right? That wasn't a long time ago. No, but it was a couple of years ago. A couple of years ago, a guy guy beats up a photographer, and they have to wait a couple of years to oh, see if charges yeah. get brought up. It's unbelievable how slow the justice system moves. No, but but here's the lesson learned: is that so? I I uh, was assaulted at Comic Con a couple of years ago mm-hmm. from behind, mm-hmm. and I didn't even know it until the cops showed me the vi- the security video, and I said, okay. So instead of beating everybody up, I did the right thing and called the cop and, and press charges. Now I want to just fight back. That's just the best thing that they can say. Never file charges. No, yeah. They don't never fight back. D- fight back. <laughs> don't fight don't back. use weapons. <laughs> but if somebody hits you, go find them. And, like, like if I run into the kid who hit me, I'm just going to walk up and punch him in the face. Yeah. Yeah. And and be like, yeah, well, I'm not talking to anybody. Yeah. I didn't do yeah. it. Deny it. And then just wait three years for him to go. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> you know, don't punch him in the face. Punch him in the, in the spine. Yeah. Oh. You know? <laughs> Make sure there's no cameras around. Oh, I got, they were cameras. The cop yeah. is the one who showed it to me, and they still didn't do anything. Uh, by the way, it was Benny Lee Vines is the photographer. Oh, wrong one. Yeah. Because uh, uh, the other one got into a conflict with him at, uh, I want to say it was at uh, the mall. Mm. But also, uh, we can say, like, almost anything that has to do with a photographer, like, it's pro- they're probably being an asshole. Who? Like, the photographers. Normally, when you see, like, Body on T... Oh, no, I'm just saying, like, when you see on TMZ and stuff, and you see, like, when Justin Bieber, like, hit the photographer with his car, it's because they wouldn't move. So He's- you're saying it's probably not the guy who has a reputation of beating women? That's not what I'm saying oh, at all. Okay. I'm seems just... Like no, yeah, I'm it just... seems like somebody likes Chris Brown's third leg. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's going back to the dark side. Mm-hmm. I'm I not, like it, Carmen. I'm not going anywhere. I like it. JB <laughs> Ball. By yeah. the way, that was two seven, 2017. So yeah, it was two, right, years, two years ago. ago. Yeah, two years ago, you go and go. This guy just punched me. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll investigate it, and nothing happened. <laughs> Wait here. You're, <laughs> you're better off. You get more satisfaction punching him back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Antonio Brown is not done fighting for his right to wear a less safe helmet. He has filed a second grievance with the league, asking for a one year grace period to transition to the new helmet. But why can't they just go? Okay, sign this waiver. We've warned you. We've we've you are doing this now like you look we we your head comes because popped off. we hey we tried to help you right but you know that then if something happens then they say well why would you let him do that well he signed it in the whole court case and you know was he even of sound mind when he signed that or did he already have CTE and who knows he's just a dummy I just said don't let him play yeah <laughs> well seriously it, it may come to that we'll see what happens I don't know. Uh, if you're making a bet on who's going to uh, win the Super Bowl, who are you going for? Right now? Right now, you have to make a bet. You have to lay some money down. Who's going to win the Super Bowl? It's not It's not uh, Cleveland. It's Marino. Uh, the answer is Marino. Just Marino by Just himself. Marino. <laughs> Carmen, who are you laying money on? I mean. It's not the Patriots this year. You don't know that? I do. I have the sports almanac. Who you got? Give me one second. I'm just trying to think of all the teams. Okay. Carmen, you got one? I'm just going to go Patriots to make it easy. I know it's not, but I'm... Or you know what? Let's go. I did not know this was going to be... Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks, yeah. Oh, okay. You're both wrong. Well, (laughs) not necessarily wrong, but the Chicago Bears and the Cleveland Browns currently have the most bets to win it all across multiple sports books. But... 
that may be because uh, Caesars has the Bears at nine to one odds to win the Super Bowl, and the Browns are at ten to one, which aren't terrible odds by any means. But you know, I've I've bet on teams when I was out in Vegas, the worst teams because they have the worst mm-hmm. odds, so I could win more money. You know Why what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. If somebody's like two hundred to one, and you put a thousand dollars on them, you're like, yeah, let's try and see yeah. what yeah. happens with this. But right now, Chicago Bears, Cleveland Browns currently have the uh, most bets. To win, so like Bears it. at nine to one, Browns at ten to one. Uh, we talked about this a little bit yesterday. Dwayne the Rock Johnson got married to his longtime girlfriend Lauren Hashin Hashian on Sunday in Hawaii. He is uh, forty-seven, she is thirty-four. They already have two daughters together, ages three and sixteen months. We have a picture of she the is uh, couple. Not attractive enough for the Rock. No, I don't think so. It's not like she. You look at her and go, "Oh, ugly," but you think the no, Rock. She's definitely not ugly. She's beautiful, but possibly the most famous person in the world right now. And right. Sexy, you know, yeah, and you know, sexy. What? <laughs> Weird. Uh, but uh, yeah, not great. <laughs> yeah, did you expect them to have better? Mm-hmm. Uh, so they got married. And these guys broke up. Oh, sad news. Jamie Foxx and Katie Holmes reportedly aren't together anymore after six years of pretending they weren't together. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jamie was seen out with another woman on Friday, and Katie was reportedly overheard saying they broke up months ago. So that's a sad day for no one. That's a weird, weird situation. Yeah. Chris Morgan, you know, the little bagel douche guy, he can no longer go by Bagel Boss because... There's a uh, Bagel Boss chain of cafes. They put out a cease and desist letter to Chris. Now he has to go by the angry bagel guy. That's what he's going to go by when he fights. I, I'll allow him to use bagel douche. Yeah, Lenny Dykstra. He's going to go by the angry bagel guy instead of Bagel Boss. Lenny Dykstra is going to kill him. He's going to kill him, and I would imagine that the most this guy's going to make is 1500 bucks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's over, buddy. It mm-hmm. is gone and over. Uh, finally, in news... Over 200,000 people took an online poll and asked about uh, different milestones a lot of us hit in our teenage years. Here are the big six life uh, or big early moments in your uh, lifetime, six of them. Your first kiss. Do you know when your first kiss was? How old you were, approximately? I was like, yes. Nine. Or between something? <gasps> what? Wow. When I kiss someone, just a no. little peck? No, no oh, like, like a kiss. Out. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, like. 11, 12. Oh, my God. What? That's like sixth grade. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Holy zoots. <laughs> Are we on the air? <laughs> Anybody else? Yeah. Are you guys st- still waiting to be cast or what's happening? Sixth grade. Sixth grade? Yeah. yeah. 12. I was a late bloomer. 15. Oh. I mean, I didn't Nerd. have sex till I was 18, so... Uh, yeah, I would probably, I guess then you're right, Carmen, I would probably go around 11. Uh, the top answer was between 14 and 17 years old. Yeah, see, I'm Less right Less than there. 1% said they were uh, over 25. I'm like, you sluts. Yeah. <laughs> Horse. Uh, what about your first job? Like this? No, oh. your first job that you worked at. Uh, I was 12. Yeah? Yep. I Doing what? I washed dishes in Andrew's Bakery. Yeah. New Dorp, yep. Uh, I was young. I was mowing lawns. I would do that, but then I started working at Domino's Pizza when I was 15. I did that when I was 13. Yeah. So. 13? Mm-hmm. Aww. Oh, that, and that wasn't my first job. I went from Andrew's Bakery to Raspberry's Restaurant, at which I was working Friday and Saturday nights from like 7 till 2 in the morning, uh, bussing tables. 
And then I went to Domino's Pizza on my freshman year of high school, like in between the summer of eighth grade and freshman year. Uh, first job again, 14 to 17 was the number one answer. 18 to 21 was next. Only 4% of people were older than that when they first started working. Oh. When I was 15, I had two jobs, Carmen. What? I worked at a movie theater. And I were and on the weekends in the morning I pumped gas at the gas station. Well, okay. because in the, in New York you didn't have you weren't allowed to you weren't allowed to pump your own gas. So I would work in the movie theater and then I would get up and go to the gas station and I would work all day in the gas station. Aww, so, <laughs> like well, it's so sad. Well, no. So like my dad, he like we had a rule. If I played a sport, I didn't have to get a job. So, but like during the summer, I would to pay for my gas. So that was like that was our rule. So I mean, I was a three, four sport athlete to make sure I didn't have to work. My dad reminded me of how cush of a job I had because we had a riding mower and everyone that lived in our neighborhood lived on an acre of land. And my dad would pay for the gas, sharpen the blades, get everything ready, do all this out, and then I would just put my headphones on and <laughs> cut people's awesome. lawn and then get paid and never give him any money. Yeah. You know, but he was taking out wear and tear on his. Uh, I cut them all in third gear as yeah, fast why as not? Go. Yeah. I, had, I had to pay for everything on my own, so I made my own money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that was just easy enough, but I didn't have a car. That sucked. Uh, what about your first cell phone? Oh. Now, think about this. This is asking people... Uh, you know, you can tell me when your first cell phone was, but this is asking people now, so it's probably a lot younger than what we're thinking. So my first cell phone was in 1992, and it was a big brick phone. Oh, yeah, the big brick one? Yeah. I had uh, probably 92 right around there, but it was the Motorola flip phone. Okay. Yeah, I had that. I think mine was 2002. I was a freshman at uh, high school, and it was that Nokia Little gray block phone that had so you're like 15, on it. 16, 14, 14, 14, 15, yeah, yeah. Carmen, I was like 12 or 13 because I got one because when you get to middle school you can start playing sports and you actually travel. So it oh, was yeah. for the bus, yeah, and it was a Nextel. Yeah, this says a lot of millennials must have taken this poll because the top answer was between 10 and 13 years yeah. old. Wow. Uh, the second most popular is 14 to 17. Uh, the first time you drove a car, I'm going to win this one, I can tell you that. Because <laughs> I had four older brothers and I rode motorcycles growing up, so I already kind of knew the whole thing. Whatever. So I was driving cars when I was young, young. I was just talking to this uh, with my wife the other day. I took my mom's car, her Buick Skylark, I took and drove into town over to my friend Marty Miller's house when I was 12 years old. Wow. And it was a good 15 miles (laughs) that I drove all the way over there, and they were freaking out. And I called my mom. Oh, they knew? Well, yeah, because I took it because I think me and my brother Tim got into a fight, and I was like, I'm out of here, and I jumped in the car and took it. And my mom had to go to work. And so when I got over to Marty's house, I called her and I said, hey, I'm at Marty's. And she goes, I need to get to work. You need to, I'm going to have Tim come drive me over there this night. And I go, I'll just drive it home. <laughs> Hung up and drove home. Oh, what a little jerk. <laughs> but I knew how to drive. I could drive pretty well. Were they so. mad at you? Very. You get punished? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I never really got grounded, you know, or anything. Yeah. But, you know, got in trouble. Uh. But yeah, so I was uh, I was driving cars when I was probably nine, ten years old. But Jeez. I did that when I was like twelve. I've never done that. I didn't drive until. Yes. I mean, I I didn't drive until driver's ed. Yeah, same. Really? Yeah. My oh, mother had a stick shift. I couldn't learn. I, nobody ever taught me to drive a stick. 
Yeah, we. I grew up on a farm, so like I grew up like I'd be like three, five years old, sitting on my grandpa's lap in the truck, right, steering, and. Stuff. And I think that's a big part of it because where I grew up was much more rural. You know, it was yeah. outside of the thing. I drive the tractors on the farm and like the lawn mowers outside. Like my buddy Casey Bogren, who lived not on a farm, but it was kind of a uh, you know kind of like that. But his dad did a lot of construction stuff, and we'd be out playing soccer, and Casey would drive by at like. 12 years old oh, yeah. in a dump truck. Oh. He'd be driving a dump truck. I know. Like, hey. I know if my brother's listening, what he, he'd be thinking, we, my brother and I would leave school, go walk to the bus stop and when I was in eighth grade, which is, you know, 13 years old. Mm-hmm. And my brother was like uh, 10 years old. And we walked to the bus stop and Frank Montangue would just drive by in his mother car and he'd wave to us. Sometimes yeah. he'd pick us up. <laughs> so, uh, what about the first time you uh, went flying on a plane? Uh, it was when I was 10 years old, I came to Orlando to go to Disney World. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know when I was little, little, we went, uh, out to California. So I was like five or less, probably something yeah, like that. New Jersey for me when I was like six or seven. Yeah. I think about all these things as compared to my daughter who is six now. I didn't, I didn't go to Europe until I was 40. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I went to Ireland. But uh, my daughter, my daughter was in Vegas before she was six months old. She was in Europe before she was three. Yeah, I mean that kid. She's had a cell phone. Yeah, almost everyone was a kid the first time they flew. Only three percent were over twenty or older, and six percent said they have never flown. Yeah, there's a lot of people that have never even flown. That's crazy. And then uh, finally, the last one: the first time you got drunk. I would say first time I got drunk, I was probably fourteen. I was fourteen, somewhere around there. Yeah. I would imagine. Carmen, what, you were seven? <laughs> no, I mean, I was a little younger. So Younger? <laughs> no, 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 not younger than that. Uh, so it was fourth grade. <gasps> wow. But, okay, so we weren't were like. Were you nine? Something ten. like that. Ten. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, but this is what happened. So we were like nine, ten. It was like during Christmas break, and we didn't really get drunk drunk, but me and my friend, we split a beer, uh-huh. and we ended up getting so sick that we were like. Throwing up and go, oh, going yeah, out the other yeah. end. And so my mom came home and like caught us and she was like, what is going on? And we just said that we had the flu, uh, but we got so sick after like sharing half a beer. I remember playing golf in our friend John Hall's backyard, me and my brother Jeff and John. And then we went into his garage and his dad had a refrigerator in there and we grabbed a beer and we split it, all three of us. And we're like, <laughs> this is the best. <laughs> so good. I always uh, thought it was gross. I never wanted to touch anything. Before 18 was the top answer with 49%. Almost no one said they were older than 23 by the time they had their food, got drunk the first time, twenty six percent said they have never been drunk. Though that's what are you? What? How's that happen? Straight edge. Mm, get out of here. Yeah, well, that's it. <laughs> Loser. Uh, that is it for news. Uh, all right, seven two seven five seven nine one zero two five or eight hundred seven seven one one zero two five. Those are the important numbers. If you would like to speak to mm-hmm. Dominic Ferriello, he is our attorney, and he will be here to take your legal calls here in a couple of seconds. What was that, Carmen? Mm. Oh, you said those are the important numbers. Yeah, if you want to talk to Asset yes. Dom there, get on the phone lines yeah. now. Oh, I was just going to 